Tiger style. Tiger style. Tiger style. Everybody, we are back. It's been a little bit. Had a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff has gone on. We're going to change it up a little bit today. And uh, instead of doing a specific clickbait, I think we're going to do kind of a around the horn clickbait. We're going to cover what's been going on in, in WWE, AEW, if we can even get to the bottom of what's going on there. And then I think, honestly, the one I'm looking forward to is... is what happened at TNA with Scott Demore kind of getting the axe? We're always going to have our matches of the week, but we're going to actually, we're going to pick a couple since it's been a little bit. And then we have brought back the spotlight. I'm really excited for this. Jim's going to lead this one. I'm stoked. So I think without further ado, gents, let's uh, let's get into it and talk some shit. Wu-Tang Shogun, till it to the end. Drum, 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 No, I think the elephant in the room uh, is obviously... Uh, What's been going on with Vince and 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 stuff? I know it's it's definitely calmed down uh, and whatnot, but I mean, I think it's just it's so massively important to talk about because, from my understanding, he is one hundred percent done with anything involving the WWE at this point. Correct, right, guys? I think it, 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 at this point, yeah, one hundred percent. And it's I just it's just really interesting, and I don't know if you guys have been seeing these pop up, but um, for anybody that's been basically living under a rock, Vince McMahon was um, it had what um, a it was it was a civil lawsuit, right? It wasn't yeah, it's a, a civil suit. It's it was a criminal. civil suit, yeah, from a, a former employee that just it's I don't even want to get into that. like some of the heinous stuff. I don't know if you guys even read like some of the stuff that went back and forth, and like the fact that like. He was it, like him and John Laurinaitis and effectively it's allegedly, I should say, uh, Brock Lesnar were involved in like some some sex trafficking and it was just awful, awful stuff um, and and whatnot. But um, basically that and then they stripped him of everything or he voluntarily uh, stepped down from all things. And I think effectively they before they could strip him of everything. Um, but anyway, what I was going to ask was, I don't know if you've been seeing some of these trickle down like, you know, John Cena finally says blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and -and so-and-so finally says, and it's just like, why couldn't you just fucking say something right from the get-go? Like, God, uh, it's still like uh, gross. But uh, anyway, just, yeah, no, I'm just your guys' thoughts on it. I know it's been a while since we've talked about it. And I know we, we, you know, we have a, we have a text thread, uh, like a text thread outside of this, uh, which is essentially the podcast itself. um, And we talked about it quite a bit. Uh, and, and just what are your guys' thoughts on it? Like, I, I, I mean, gross and happy to see him finally just be gone. I'm hoping, I don't, I don't know, but no, man, it's, it's super gross. It's awful. Um, it's about time. Um, I am like you, Mike, I'm super disappointed that there has been like a ton of people. Um, and it's not just like John Cena. It's been like a ton have been kind of like, I always got a weird vibe from him. I always got like, (laughs) he was just kind of the skis. But I, I think before I throw it to Jim, because there's not much to, I, I don't think too much to talk about. It's gross. We've known he's, you know, a racist. We've known that he's, you know, misogynistic. And on top of that, it's just, it gets way worse and way, like, the texts are super gross um, if, if, you've, if you've read them. Um, but I think out of all of the McMahons to uh, commend is, is Shane, because um, a lot of reports are saying that, like, there's been a massive falling out between Shane and Vince uh, because Shane was like actively trying to shut it down while it was happening. Um, like, especially when he was like acting, I don't know if you guys read that, but he was like, 
during board meetings, he would be like, you know, like cat calling women and just being super gross. And Shane was like, no, we're, we're not here to do that. And he would like basically bury his dad in front of him, which is like, cool. I'm, I'm glad there was somebody with a, you know, a conscious that was like, this is terrible. What are you doing? Um, so yeah, I know, I know Shane kind of, there's been a lot of talk about, um, him having like his massive fallout with his dad. So, um, but yeah, it's super gross. It's, it's awful. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, yes, it's horrendous, but I personally, I don't give credit to people like Seth Rollins who do the right thing, but only when it's convenient, you know, yeah. Rollins to me is the one that really stands out as he gave an interview saying, you know, Oh, it's terrible. It's horrible. And I hope that people get what's coming to them and blah, blah, blah. Look, motherfucker, you were sucking on that teat hardcore for years. Now that it's the expedient thing to do, you're going to be all anti McMahon. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't, no, fuck you, dude. You don't get points from me for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think what's really telling is to me, given the, I've, I've read the complaint a couple of times. Uh, I've, 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 watched several videos from lawyers explaining the case as well. Uh, I've been kind of fixating on this uh, for a while now. And to me, it seems very clear that it's simply not possible that the only people involved in this either actively or complicitly are Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis and Brock Lesnar. Mm. I I, I just, there's no way it ends with those three people. it, It must go deeper than that based on everything that's in that that written affidavit it's it's impossible that it's just them one of the things that has been brought up a lot since this all went down is uh the tragedy that happened with ashley massaro yeah, um, yeah. Where, you know and how she you know, very sadly took her own life because she was sexually assaulted on tour uh and was kind of just told you know like suck it up get over it uh and it created a lot of trauma a lot of long-standing uh problems for her mentally um, there's, there's just, there's no way that it was only one woman who was assaulted. There's no way it was only these three guys who were involved. It, it just, there, there's so much more to this, but boy, howdy, WWE is going to WWE and they have done everything they can to pretend like Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis and Brock Lesnar never existed. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, that is, that is just not the way to handle things. You have to, you have to, yes separate yourselves from them absolutely but are you really going to pretend like the guy who ran the company for 40 years just wasn't there now right brock lesnar is one of the biggest names you've ever had and you're going to pretend like he just never was there it just it the rewriting of history is what really pisses me off the most uh, in all of this is wwe not being responsible and accountable as a corporate entity uh, is puts a really bad taste in my mouth, a really bad taste in my mouth. And, and Jim, you, you told us, uh, during was it during just cause this all took place like right before the Royal rumble. And this was the first mm-hmm. ever Royal rumble without a McMahon running it. And then yep. that was, that's historic alone. And then we get this horrible, like half-assed, uh, like not even an apology from triple H. He was just like, he had, uh, and and you guys are going to have to uh, fill in the gap here because didn't something similar to Tony Khan and Tony Khan like handed it like beautifully. And whereas like, and, and, you know, we'll get to AEW in a little bit, but like you're the biggest wrestling company in the world and you're just going to be like, I don't want to talk about this. 
And it's like, no, you had a chance to talk about it and a really good way to like use it as a platform to further distance yourself from Vince McMahon and like, you know, go out on a limb and actually, you know, say that everything that happened was garbage. And he, they just like skipped over it. And they're like, yeah, it's time for Cody to finish the story. Yeah. Yeah. Triple H's actual response was, I want to focus on the good things. I want to focus on positive things. No, motherfucker, you, you don't can't. get to do that. You yeah. don't get to do that. You don't get to just say, "Uh-oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna think about it." Bury our head in the sand. You, you have to, as a company, step up and take accountability and say, "Yes, this was vile. This was horrific. This is disgusting. We condemn it in the strongest possible terms." But just saying, "Well, I don't want to talk about it." Yeah. It's not going to go away. It's never going to go yeah. away. This is going to haunt you for the rest of your career. Yeah. Until you address it head on. Did you guys notice too that um Cornette and what is it to get Zeb Coulter, um, like all the McMahon dudes who are like super critical of him, all of a sudden they are coming to like to to like you know kiss his ass basically? Because I'm like, and I'm I'm sure you're right, Jim. I'm sure that like this doesn't stop with three other people, and I'm sure they're like, oh, there's this is like a tsunami of years and years and years of abuse and sexual assault and things like that. And all those guys, all those old school dudes who would like critique the product all of a sudden like backpedaling and being like, well, it sounds like she was, you know, kind of, you know, asking for it anyways. And she seemed consensual and stuff. And it was like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) And then now that you say that Jim, it makes perfect sense. And I'm sure there's like, you know, decades upon decades of just gross shit that's going to get uncovered from this. The latest I heard is actually implicates Stephanie McMahon. I heard Uh, something about that too. Yeah. Yeah. As helping to cover up and being aware and helping to cover up. And yeah, I think it was the Ashley Massaro thing, right? Not, not the one girl that filed this, but it's with right or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there have been several female talent, that have made allusions to disgusting behavior and, and mm-hmm. to, you know, well, you know, locker room behavior. Uh, people have alluded to that kind of stuff for, for quite some time. And that's part of the reason why, why Stephanie McMahon launched the divas revolution and the women's revolution, right. Was to try and, because there was a lot of criticism coming out about WWE being very misogynistic in its corporate tone and in its structure and in its product. And so, Oh, we'll have this women's revolution again, rewrite history let's rewrite history uh and and stephanie mcmahon was pivotal in that so given how involved she's been with wwe operations for years uh was involved for years given how close she was uh to vince again i just i find it really hard to believe that she wouldn't have known something I mean, one of the stories in the, the affidavit is that she she was this poor woman was being sexually assaulted in Vince's office during the work day. Good right. Lord. So in corporate headquarters, this is happening and everyone knew it. Right. Everyone knew what was going on. I just it's it's just it's fucking sick. It's cultural yeah. disease that, that they can. How do you have a, a, a place of employment or any kind of entity? organization where that kind of behavior is you turn the blind eye it's just insane it's just absolutely insane yeah especially these days and it like it you know these days in age am i saying that right yeah yeah where it's just yeah 
it, it's just nuts that like these things, like again, like corporations at that level are allowed to run like this. And it's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. No, you guys hit everything that I wanted to, to, to kind of cover too, is just that triple H is like half-assed, like, Oh uh, no, let's, let's talk about the good stuff. Like, geez, mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? And it, it is. And it feels like it's kind of swept under the rug. And I mean, that's, so I think this is a good, this is a good segue into, um, you know, this with what's going, what's been going on with the rock and, and, and Cody Rhodes. So in typical WWE fashion, what they always like to do. And, you know, when they get hit with something is they like to, to bring out the big guns, you know, what is it? Big announcement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big announcement. And it's like, okay, so it's either going to be what at this point, stone cold, the undertaker's gone. I mean, maybe he'll show up. I mean, I don't know. Something or whatever. Yeah. And, and it, and you know, the other big one is, is the rock. And he, when did he start? Did he show up? Like, was it, it was right before rumble, right? Was it, it felt like it was right before all this dropped or was it right after? It was right, right after. He was right after after. the board of, uh, endeavor. Um, right. It's endeavor. Right. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. He was named to the board right before all this dropped and he showed up on TV right after all this dropped. Okay. Yeah. So, and you know, obviously, oh my God, the rock is huge. And you know, the minute he shows up, everybody starts speculating, you know, oh, it's obviously he's finally going to do something with Roman Reigns and WrestleMania and whatnot. And now, you know, congratulations, WWE, your attention has, you've <laughs> successfully diverted everyone's attention. And it's just, it's, I don't know, say what you will, but it's just, I really hope it's, I, I mean this in the, oh God, I even feel bad saying this, but like, I hope something bad comes out just to like derail them again. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just because this will, it's just, I, I don't want any more. I, yeah, God, that sounds so horrible because I don't want, I mean, it, it, these poor victims and everything like this, but it's just like, they, they, like, again, it's just kind of gone to the, it's gone to the, the background, you know, and it's cause everybody's focusing on the, you know, the rock and, 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 you know, what's going on there and whatnot. So I'm just wondering if like, I don't know if there's ever, if there's going to be like another, I don't know, some sort of bombshell thing that those three idiots or someone else did, you know, that's going to kind of derail this, this momentum they suddenly have. So I don't know. Well, they've, I mean, they've done a pretty good job of fucking it up themselves. Right. Cause like, Very true. It, it's <laughs> been funny. It's been funny to watch because, you know, they bring the rock out because every, for years people have been talking about rock versus Roman, right. Wanting to see rock versus Roman real head of the table, blah, 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 blah. Right. And, and mm. I think every year's WrestleMania except for this one people would have overwhelmingly approved of a rock versus roman fight at mania but wwe has been pushing this finish the story thing for so fucking long and they've been pushing it so hard that the backlash right the the video that they uploaded of rock confronting roman reigns was the most disliked video in wwe history Right. So you can tell like they were like, oh, this is yeah, Rock versus Roman. This is what you know, this is what we're gonna do. This is gonna push us over the top. Realize there was this giant fucking backlash against it that the, the internet blew up of like, you know, like supporting Cody Rhodes. So oh, then yeah. they shifted gears again. And you can tell by just how it doesn't make any fucking sense, right? How it was, you know, Cody wins the rumble. He points to the mania sign. He points to Roman. He's clearly calling out Roman. It's clearly going to be Cody versus Roman. 
Then The Rock shows up and Cody says, all right, I'm not going to go after Roman yet. I'm going to let this guy take it. Then the backlash. And then the next thing you know, Roman and, and Rock are like, oh, that's right. We're family. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so fucking, they're chasing their own tail. They're playing, they're leading from behind. And, and it's, it's, like I said, they're, they're fucking this up more than enough for themselves. I don't think they need another scandal to derail it. I don't know, but it was, that's what was funny. It's like, I was telling Tom, like, just out of, out of this, this these, like, how many 180s they've done. Like, I have to see how this ends. And like, I really do. And I'm like, well, I mean, that, that's kind of their genius is the, you know, they're like, well, things are really bad over here. Um, here, let's make this happen. And, you know, and it's, it's enough that I think, I don't know. It's I'm intrigued to, to see how this is like how the hell they're going to make any sense out of this. And I don't know. Are you are you guys intrigued to see? I mean, it's obviously clearly going to be Roman and, and Cody at this point. But like, oh, yeah, it's for it's 100 percent going to be Cody versus Roman. But like, um, I guess where's the rock going to fit in? Because or is he just basically is he just going to be kind of like Roman's heater? <laughs> well, to add more to your 180 and and I don't know if you guys have heard this, but like supposedly the the rumor is he's going to turn on Roman because when they were doing the one sign, the, the rock was doing this and there's a lot of like, what's that? Yeah. The L like it's, it's, I, I don't, it's like a bigger plan. And I, it's like, it's just my, my guess is that like in my perfect world of booking, I would have the grill is a destiny and the rock turn on the bloodline because it was, it's the, it's the, it's the children from the non-blood relatives. Cause right. Isn't, isn't Tamatanga Haku's kid, you yep. know, and Haku's not really a part of the bloodline, but he is. And it's like, I think that would be great, but they're not going to do that because it's WWE. It, it makes too much sense to do that. They and have to so, acknowledge gorillas of destiny existed outside of WWE. Yeah. Doubt for yeah. Them to do that. yeah. And I mean, I don't know where Tamatanga is going to end up. Cause we will, we'll cover that probably in new Japan, but like, I, th- I think what's going to happen is they're just going to like, you know, the rock and Cody are going to be like, we pulled one over on you. Ha ha ha. The rock's actually good. And then they're going to do rock versus Roman for the head of the table at like SummerSlam. Like we, we know what's happening guys. Like you can't really fool us. I, I liked, I did enjoy when the rock turned heel because it's been a long time since he's been that. And I think you can just see he's having fun with it, which is like, I enjoy, but like, they they're doing it like I agree with Jim. They're doing it very sloppily because the cameras don't stop rolling just because you guys go off air. Like he's been like getting booed and then he'll like go over and like hug fans and be like, eh, I'm just joking around. I'm just ribbing him. And it's like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> like You're not supposed to do that at all. Everyone has a fucking camera in their hand, dude. What mm-hmm. are you doing? Yeah, like, I, did you see it? Cause like he did his whole like, you know, backhand thing. And then like, Clearly somebody told him the camera's off and he was like, he winked at the kid and he was like, I'm just kidding. Kind of, And I was like, dude, this is like not even 30 seconds after you went off of air. <laughs> and so, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm of course I'm going to watch WrestleMania because that's what we always do. We always watch WrestleMania. You know, I, I think Jim's right. I think this could have been really amazing if Cody Rhodes would have finished the stupid story. Um, and also too, it, it has like, Bill Goldberg, Brock Lesnar vibes with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ralph. You remember that? And they were like booed out of the building. And I think that's, that's, I mean, you got to give credit to Triple H. I'm sure he saw the writing on the wall and was like, 
we have to fix this, even if it's garbage. I don't want to go down as like, oh, just because Vince is gone, you know, the product will be better. But actually, it's just worse now that he's gone. And, you know, I don't, I don't want any of that kind of talk. But like Triple H was, pull, I'm sure, was frantically being like, rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Tom, weren't you saying it too that I mean, well, I think we were just, I mean, the speculating that the, I mean, it, I, I think it, the brilliance of the rock as well, because I mean, I think he just, I'm sure he was like, I have to go heal. You oh, know? I'm sure. Like it, it makes sense. It just, it makes sense. And I think just with Triple H probably agreeing and getting someone to be like, oh God, I need someone to believe me that this is the way to go. <laughs> 100%. No, there's no doubt in my mind that he was like, I don't care if it's bad. I don't care what we, you have to turn me heel now. Cause I mean, say what you want about the rock. Yeah. He's, he's, he's Mr. Hollywood now, but he's still got a, you know, he's got a mind for wrestling. He is one of the greats. Uh, you know, I'm not going to deny that. And like, yeah, I think it was very smart for both of them to be like, Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> we need to, we need to fix this. Oh man. Yeah, man, 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 man. But I mean, it's not, I mean, honest, honestly, it's really not that great so far. The turn and then here comes old, old Wiley Sola Sokoa just running in and spiking people. And it's like, <laughs> what is, and then Nakamura is like just weirdly hanging around. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love how they they still have Solo Sokoa like come out wearing his hood up. Yeah. Like we don't know who the we fuck know, he is. We know who he is. We know who he is. <laughs> oh my god! Who is that? Oh, it's Solo Sokoa. Oh, that's right. That's right. We've been pushing the guy for months. Uh, you yeah, can, my you bad. can see like the tuft of blonde, and you're like, okay, he's not even trying anymore. wrapped up. No one else on earth wraps up their fucking thumb. It's obviously Solo Sokoa. Yeah. Who is it? Oh my god! I, I always used to love that when they would do that back in the day. Like we don't know who it is, and it's like, we, yeah, we do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that guy. Oh man, no. Um, oh, what was I going to say about um, no that Nakamura thing? Oh my god, when they they like what was it? Because they had it. it would, I think it was right after the press conference or wherever where it was like. They were doing like it's Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, and the next night it was like they all of a sudden it was just Shinsuke Nakamura and Cody Rhodes, and it was like wait, what? Like wait a minute, they had a, the, the the bell match or the, the yeah. bull rope match, the strap, yeah, bull rope match, whatever it was yeah. called, yeah. And I was like, what? But they just made such a big deal out of it after this whole crazy press conference where it was like, um, no, he just slapped him. Like, what's going on? And then it just, oh man, yeah, yeah, but just hearing hearing Shinsuke Nakamura is just kind of hanging around is like, no wonder they couldn't sign Okada. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure Nakamura was like, do not come here. (laughs) Look at at my face. Look at my face, Kazuchika. Is this, is this what you want? Is this what you want? My God, Shinsuke, you're 42, but you look like you're 63. (laughs) What have they done to you, my friend? (laughs) The, although they're, they're, the, to leave off on, on, a, on a somewhat fun note with WWE, I think you, we, we got to give credit to Drew McIntyre for having an amazing run right now because <laughs> the whole CM Punk is dead shirt. I, I really want to get one because I think it's the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's, he's, been, doing he's been doing wonderful work off this CM Punk stuff. Masterfully, masterfully stuff. done. Hasn't he been calling himself like DM Punk too? Like yep. he's been trying to get that going around, and yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I love it. I think it's great. 
<laughs> he's, I don't know if this is just him just being like, sure, whatever. Cause I guess, so really quick, did you hear about his, I guess his contract got bumped a little bit. Allegedly. Yeah. Like, allegedly. allegedly, like it's got bumped a couple more months because of like when he was out or, or mm-hmm. something, because he's also booked for something in May, I think, mm. or something like that. So I, who knows? I don't know. So, well, there, there was also a rumor that he may have already resigned, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's, that's that. what I've heard too. Oh, God, I hope not. I, just, I, God, I hope not, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. So, speaking of doesn't make any sense, though, uh, how about AEW guys? Huh? Uh, <laughs> <this guy. laughs> no, no ring rust on Mike over here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Damn right. Um, no. Oh my God. I don't even know where to start with this. Tom and I were talking and it's just like, what's going on over there? Like, Mm -hmm. I can't, I, I have been, and yes, I don't like the young bucks, but like this whole thing. (laughs) Yes. Still can't stand them. I think there's been some Um, ring rust on your hatred for the, uh, the young bucks. (laughs) No, still hate them. Uh, it just like this whole thing with sting doesn't make any sense, but I guess like sting hand, he picked them. Yeah. Which yep. I it doesn't make any sense, and then like now Ric Flair's involved, and it's just like oh, not God, even just that, like, <laughs> there's like I was really kind of hyped up for this like um, this BCC CMLL uh, mm-hmm. thing, and I know that they they're still doing there's something coming and whatever, but like that was like I was like oh wow this is really cool, and it was like eh, like they just kind of glossed over it, um, and then one of my matches actually uh, that. Um, of I'm going to hopefully or hopefully that I will talk about is one of the ones with um it's uh oh my god I it, god I'm gonna pull a Tom uh Acero yep Acero and Danielson like we'll get into that in a minute but like amazing and yeah, just absolutely. like eh, like gone and like it just seems like they're a, they're a mess right now to be perfectly honest like outside of um I think one of the the one of the fun the the storylines that I'm kind of having fun with is the um uh Roderick Strong and Orange Cassidy. Uh mm-hmm. I definitely oh, no. Roddy's gonna win. I mean every right it just it, to me it seems the writing's on the wall and I think he should um a hundred percent but like that's another thing Tom and I started talking about is like what's the hell's going on with this like undisputed kingdom? Like <laughs> they've kind of come and gone like it's just I don't know guys like what do you like they're but they're I mean they're having some pretty good shows for sure. Like, I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm, I'm primarily a, you know, an AEW watcher and whatnot. So most of my matches are going to come from that, but, um, so they're, they're putting on good matches, but man, it just seems like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm not really looking forward to revolution to be honest. I, I'm like, Ugh. I don't know. Cause isn't that, that's, is that, isn't that the one they treat as kind of their flagship? Like it's like their WrestleMania, right. Or is that, is it all out? Oh yeah. All, all out is usually. Okay. What they, yeah. Okay, so anyway, I don't know, but just yeah, I just kind of open the floor for like any on a because it's just like it just seems like it's kind of a mess right now. I would say to me, the clearest indication that they're really in trouble is that they had Matt Taven headline a show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When I saw that Matt Taven was in the fucking main event, I was like, oh, we're in trouble because he's he's a good hand but he is not a fucking main eventer uh it's also very telling to me that um if you had told me samoa joe versus swerve strickland 
wasn't going to be that big of a deal, I would have told you you were fucking insane. I I am I was so ready for Swerve versus Joe, mm-hmm. and now it's Swerve Joe Hangman, and it's gotten so lost in the shuffle because fucking Hook keeps showing up, and I just. <sighs> That should have been an amazing fucking marquee match, and it's it. They don't know how to how to write it up at this point. They don't know how to lean into it, and that's again that spells very bad writing on the wall for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I I just I feel like yes, on the one hand, injuries have hampered them, right? You, Adam Cole still out. You got Omega with his diverticulitis. You, you you know yes, injuries happen. Britt Baker's out, yeah. but come on, you've got more than enough talent in that locker room to make something good happen here. And what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's just, it is. It's one week BCC is feuding with CMLL and the next week they're feuding with FTR. You don't yeah. know where it's going. Right? <laughs> House of Black is feuding with Mark Briscoe for no particular reason other than he existed there. I, I just, there, there's no rhyme or reason to what's happening right now. And it, it's, yeah. It's yeah, it's like for for Tony Khan, who's like, I, you know, I book months ahead. I book way out. Not this shit. Yeah, I hope you didn't book this months in advance. Yeah, that's super alarming to me as well. And also too, like, I'll say it until I see it. Where in the hell is Keith Lee? Like, where's Keith Lee? Why are we not using Keith Lee? And unfortunately, I I can't um, I can't see him extending his contract whenever it's up because I mean, I, I, I wouldn't if I was him and I, I don't know. I also don't really understand what, uh, uh, was it the bang, bang gang, bang, bang, scissor me bang, gang? Bang, baby. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. It's um, also very dumb. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, there's, it's just a lot of confusing stuff and yeah, this isn't, this is not months of booking in advance. This is, you can clearly tell this is like and I hate to compare it. Uh, this is like tail end of WCW, like booking, <laughs> like we're there. It's like something different once every other week. And I don't know. I'm wondering, I'm, I'm curious to see, like, did they just didn't, did they not want to pull the trigger on making swerve like babyface? Like what, why that's, it doesn't make any sense. That guy's like pure money. And mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we said it in the last couple of podcasts too, like how rad would it be if Swerve gets it and then Osprey takes it from him at, you know, at, well, oh God, Wimble, 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 Wimbley, Wimbley, Wimbley. God, Jesus. At Wimbledon. Yes, Tom, at Wimbledon. <laughs> Wimbley, Wimbledon. Hey, you never know. Tennis, tennis is pretty good, right? Wobble, wobble. Weasel, wobble. Weasel, whoa. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, it's it's getting pretty rough over there. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, the, the BCC stuff is like, what in the hell is going on? And then, like, Brian Danielson was off in New Japan, and they they acknowledged it in the weirdest way I've ever seen anything. It was just like, they were like, oh, yeah, he just kind of does what he wants. He'll show up whenever he wants. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. why did you just say he's representing you in Japan, you moron? It's so weird. Yeah, it's just been, it's not been good. It's, I've, that, I think, like, Jim, you know, kind of a telltale sign for me was that, that this past main event where I think all three of us had to have gone, like, what, this makes no sense. Like, mm-hmm. what, what is this? 
Mm. And like, what is with this? Like, I, I don't know. Like Brian Cage, it's kind of like with you with Brian Cage shows up. I mean, like, yeah, like I, I don't hate on Matt Taven as much as you guys do, but like that to me is like, I think he's awful. Brian Cage showing up, where I'm like, why is he here? Why this is a guy who still can't figure out what he's like, who he is, and what he does. Like, why is he here? Like, what Mm -hmm. is he doing? And the the fact that he keeps showing up as a really random fucking video game character. Yeah. Um, from Streets of Rage, I think it is. Streets of Rage 2. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Guy you sure or what Matt Damon is? No, no Brian Cage. Brian Cage. <laughs> yeah, he keeps wearing the trunks with like the Sega writing, the Sega font on yeah. it. And, yeah. It's like it's a character from the game Streets of Rage 2, I guess. Yeah. And it's Jack or something. And I'm like, uh, cool, cool, man. <laughs> you, yep, you yeah. just keep confusing the shit out of everybody. <laughs> like when well, and, and as I said on the text thread, which I want to repeat here because I'm very proud of this line. I came up with this on my own and I'm very proud of it. Uh their matches are getting sloppier than a prom night blowjob. Uh, there's just people falling all over each other. Not, like they're just, they're, they're, they're not getting their shit together at all. And Brian cage is for me, like right near the top of that list where it's like, he keeps having matches where it's like, dude, what are you, what the fuck are you ex- trying to execute here? Cause it's not working it is yeah. falling apart at every level. Yeah. Did you see that? Well, just speaking of it, it's, I think this was like just an, an accident, but, um, Diana Perrazzo, like essentially like spiking Madison Rain on her head. Yeah, like Madison Rain tucked. That, to me, I put that one on Madison Rain. Well, yeah, I'm just. I think it came out. Madison Rain was like, yeah, it was my fault, you know, kind of yeah. thing. But like, yeah, no, it just. But it looked like Diana Perrazzo basically just drove her head first into the ground. I, I, I was telling Mike actually uh, earlier too. It's like we we talked about it a long time ago, but it's now is the time to not like like to do a bad job because um you know what was AEW's greatest ally was Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon was like just running the company into the ground and now it's in the hands of Triple H a guy who could actually like legitimately start booking things well um like if I was TK I'd be like hey we're scrapping literally everything and starting over because we we need a fresh run we need something fresh we need something new and I hope that's what will happen but I mean, I, I really love the the Young Bucks gimmick where it's like, hey, let's just embrace that we're like well-known pricks. It's, yeah. it's like, let's embrace the fact that everyone hates us because we're horrible people. Yeah. Wasn't there recently, I can't remember, a wrestler, like a female wrestler came out and was like, any opinion you've ever heard of the Young Bucks is, is like 100% true. And she like, it was like, basically like, they're not very easy people to work with. Talking, you push out one of the biggest draws you've ever had. Well, speaking of getting pushed out, uh, hey, man, just not a roll today, buddy. Oh, you, man. Fire. <laughs> um, no, with TNA, um, I think the really the biggest is uh, the the termination of uh, their president. Um, and I I don't know was he like head of creative too, Jim? Uh, well, I sh- I'm sorry, I should TNA Tommy. TNA Tommy. Uh, TNA Tommy. Uh, no, I don't. Was he had a creative president? I mean, I know he had a lot um, to do with, you know, a lot of the day to day at TNA, at TNA. Um, but the parent company, Anthem, um, I basically just I, I don't really still know what the reason was. Um, I don't think really anybody does. And so I don't know if you guys have heard any more of it, but 
there were rumors that it was because he off, like he straight up offered to buy him. Um, you know, because he had heard of rumblings that like Anthem wanted to like start like making it. God, I'm a little foggy, so I it I little not as caught up on on some of this stuff, but I guess like Anthem has wanted to, I guess not control the rebrand but like be a big part of the rebrand back to tna and stuff and i guess it was just that scott demora was like no i have a specific vision and whatnot and he made a direct i guess a competitive offer to buy him um that was considered but then the next thing you know it's he's terminated and it like i guess like a lot of that talent didn't even know um and it was just kind of like a hey guess what he's gone and we're taking over and i guess supposedly um, I don't know that again, the truth behind this, but like Scott Demore was like, no, the guy coming in is okay, et cetera. And he's like, you guys are in good hands. So I don't know if that was just good, you know, like <laughs> good luck, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of, you know, professional wording and whatnot. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on, on Scott Demore leaving or I, essentially getting fired or have you heard any more as, as to why I guess he got fired? Yeah. I, what I had heard is that he was caught spending corporate money on personal things. <laughs> well, that'll do it. That'll do it. Um, but I guess that wasn't like news to any, like, I guess that's the thing that he's just always has done is, and not like, you know, like he bought himself a house using corporate money, but like he would like, you know, upcharge things, you know, like he would fly first class instead of coach, things like that. Right. And, and it, it seemed like from the report that I got from the report that I saw, it was phrased as though they were looking for a reason to get rid of him. So that would even fit in with kind of what you were saying, Mike, about oh, wow. they saw him as maybe competition and they were looking for a reason to get rid of him or, you know, they, 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 they had other reasons, but this was, you know, what was, was palatable. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's been very, very noteworthy that the talent have rallied around him. Um, I think it, it was last week on Twitter, uh, Jordan Grace and yeah, see, yeah. uh, several other talents all posted uh, 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 hourglasses, uh, just an hourglass emoji. And that was it. And they all posted it at the same time as in, you know, like time's running out for them to get the fuck out of TNA. Um, a lot of people were very upset. I guess there was a again from the report that I read, there was a, a conference call with all the talent after the news had broken and people were very upset because Scott Demore was the he was the heart and soul of, of TNA he was he was kind of the lifeblood of the company and the talent respected him and liked him um, so eh, I don't think that's a great move for them to get rid of him because the guy was doing good. I mean, he was, I, we were talking about this in our year end wrap up. Yeah. yeah. You know, Mike, you made him booker of the year. You named him booker of the yep. year, you know? And I think, you know, he's, he, there was a good reason, good argument for that. Getting rid of a mind like his for petty reasons. Mm, I don't think that's going to come back to, to be a smart yeah. decision in the long run. Yeah, no, I knew Jordan grace was like, I mean, she wouldn't be, anything i mean that that's not true because i think she would eventually got there but she owes a lot of her career to him big time i just can't stop thinking how funny it is 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 like you said it wasn't like big purchases it was just like months and months of buying burger king (laughs) (laughs) god you have a problem with (laughs) the last fucking time not every meal needs to be king sized just get the medium fries for fuck's sake. Not every meal needs to be 
Like when, he, when he's like, oh, you wanted to see me? Comes in wearing the Burger King crown. <laughs> uh, Scott, we really need to tell you. We, we really need you to take that off. This is really the icing on the cake, buddy. I don't think you realize what you've done. Uh, no, I don't. I don't really have too much to add. I mean, I I didn't really under. I didn't know why he got released either. So this is all news to me. So I mean, but like yeah, like Jim said, if he's spending money on on stuff that you know, that's just a reason. They're just going to use that as a reason to get rid of you. Yeah, but it just, I guess it's like Jim said, it just seems very petty, you know, like yeah, there's, there's, there's yeah. a, a bigger reason, you know, and I, I'm sure it'll come out. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Vice keeps doing stuff or, you know, down the road, we'll, we'll hear what really happened. But it just seems like just out of the blue, especially with like, you're in the middle of a rebrand mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, you're, you're actively, the company's growing. I mean, for God's sakes, I, like from, my, I, you know, not to bring up this dumb fuck, but like CM Punk was, was really thinking, I think. Punk was thinking of going there. Um, mm-hmm. And then I can't remember, like, I think it was Punk was like actually really thinking of going there uh, and whatnot. So it's just like, I just, it's so odd that you would get rid of him and then bring in a guy. And I think that's from what, what I understand is that they're not necessarily, I mean, obviously they're upset that Demore is gone, but the guy that they're bringing in is not a, a wrestling guy I, it, per se. I think he's like a TV guy, but it, it's like a, the, the situation that killed WCW, you know, for years was they kept bringing in people that just, you know, they knew TV, but they didn't know wrestling. Bob so. Mold. They, they brought in Bob Mold from Hoosker Do. Like, <laughs> what <laughs> is that? <laughs> it's true. There is that. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Triple H um, uh, tries to pick him up somehow and have him as like a creative guy there. And because, um, didn't and I, I, we got to talk about it. Um, speaking of Jordan Grace, Jordan Grace showing up at the Royal Rumble, like no shit. that was insane. And I guarantee that was him having a good working relationship with Triple H. And mm-hmm. then I think because right, he Scott Demore got fired like right after that. Yeah, when he oh, got yeah, fired yeah. after Hard to Kill. When, so uh, they, they they just had this really big like TNA had this really big. You know, they're like, this is our crowning moment pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And he had all this momentum coming out of it. And then he gets shit canned. Yeah, it was, it was it was after the Rumble, but it was also it was after Hard to Kill as well, where like you'd think like, wait a minute. <laughs> they've, they've, they've had all the, they got all this momentum behind them now. And yeah, yeah was, Jordan Grayson, the Rumble was fucking huge. That, was that came huge. out of nowhere. I was like, what? like, that was so cool. And I she was, it. and the best part was she looked good like she i went fantastic whole, like you could tell she was like all right here's my shot i'm gonna fucking shoot it you know and oh, yeah. well fucking if if she doesn't end up there at some point like i mean my god especially if jay cargill's could you imagine mm-hmm. like a three-way between god i can't even believe i'm gonna put jay cargill in this but just you gotta have you you gotta well, have somebody well, Michael. <laughs> you gotta have somebody in there that you know is the third person so she would just be you know a brick while, you know, Bianca and, uh, you know, Jordan Grace would have a banger and then Jade Carl will, will just do something stupid. The, the match I'd love to see is is Jordan Grace versus Rhea Ripley. I think Ooh, that would be. Oh, yeah, fu- that would. You, that's a headliner. That's a main event right there. Between oh, yeah. That would be amazing. But oh, yeah, that that's it's really surprising, too, uh, that like all of that fell apart because now, like, I'm sure. Why would you, as a, any business like agency, why would you want to do business with somebody that you just like fired their, you know, their head guy over? I'd be like very questionable about wanting to do business with them and being like, 
okay, what's the long game here? You just got rid of this guy who was like willing to do just about anything we wanted, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I bet I, I wouldn't be surprised if Scott Demore ends up in WWE. Sure. Well, I mean, look, they, they already have, they got Bobby Roode as a producer. They've yeah. got Abyss as a producer. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't at all be surprised if Scott Demore ends up in WWE. Mm-hmm. And I think under the current leadership, he could probably do well there. Um, oh, they, you know, they, they, Jeremy Borash is there. Uh, right. there's yeah, a lot yeah. of, old that's right. I forgot he's over there. Yeah. God, I forgot Jeremy Borash. Maybe, maybe he could be the guy to turn around NXT. Good Lord. No shit. No shit. Oh, damn. I mean, I'm pretty sure my cat could do a better job running <laughs> NXT, but I think Scott Tamore could even do you better than my cat. Hey guys, but the good brothers, uh, well, they're uh, in NXT now. I don't care. <laughs> Well, really quick, before we get to the matches of the week, I know, Tommy, you had talked about um, New Japan and um, wanted to actually bring up, like, they had um, just kind of given this thing. I'm like, I don't know if they're going through a weird, not rebrand, but like a like a kind of what you said, Tom, where AEW really needs to just start over. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'll just kind of from this past weekend, <clears throat> excuse me, um, did you see that, like, Riddle, I guess, beat Tanahashi? And then David Finley dropped the title already um, yep. to, um, oh my God, who'd he drop it Nick to? Nick Nemeth. Yeah, Nick Nemeth. Thank you. Like where I was like, oh, that was quick. Like what the hell happened there? So I was just curious to get your thought. I mean, I word on the street is that Tanahashi is like, I, I guess kind of understanding what it takes to be, you know, the new Japan president. And I think he's just, my God, his, how his knees are, <laughs> so that, he's that, got, they've got to be like so close to powder at this point. Uh, and whatnot, but uh, no, just curious to get your thoughts on that. I mean, I know you guys don't like Finley and you know whatever, but um, just no, just kind of curious to get your guys' thoughts. I think Fit Finley has, or Fit Finley, David Finley, <laughs> David Finley has the, the charisma of like a plastic bag dancing in the wind. Uh, it's and the rhythm. <laughs> yes. He just sounds like a thirteen-year-old kid going through puberty anytime he talks. It's just like. Squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> and so I, I don't know. I don't understand how you, you like a mic. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, okay, you know, I, I, I hated Jay White when I first saw him. I was like, Jay White grew on me. And then I was like, oh, he's like literally copying everything Jay White looks like now. And uh, yeah. the reason why he dropped the title is because he's going to go after Naito. They, they, for some reason, they, they just will not let the Bullet Club go quietly um they're redoing the bullet club again um, although the, the match that he had in the 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 cage was pretty pretty awesome with will osprey but that was i was gonna who, say that who, was who he had a match with you know right. um but uh yeah no I, I think they're definitely going through some sort of weird i don't know if it's rebranding but trying to figure something out because they're, they're losing Okada. They lost uh, their, you know, well, they lost Okada. They lost Osprey. Who was, who else was leaving there? Girl is a destiny are leaving mm-hmm. or at least Tamatanga is. I think Tamatanga is. Yeah. Um, there's a couple others that I, I, I think that are on their way out too. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just super weird. Like I, I'm, I'm glad Nick Namath is in there, but uh, at the same time, I also feel like too little too late. Um, mm-hmm. I wish he would have done it like years ago. Um, but him versus Tanahashi, that's cool. He can have a dream match. Um, I think he's doing really good work. I, I love when all these dudes are let go from bigger companies and they're actually like, Oh yeah, we kind of forgot. They're actually like really, really good once they get let go. Um, 
but yeah, it's just a weird, weird rebuild. Uh, I mean, right. Nido's yeah. got the title now, which is yep. kind of, eh. I, 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 I feel like what's his name never got a proper run with it. Um, what's his name, Jim? Shingo Takagi. No, 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 no. The, the guy who dude, Nido took it from. Oh, um, uh, Sonata. Sonata. I, I love Sonata. I, I mean, I don't think he got a proper run with it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just, it's kind of murky, but it's new Japan. They, they ebb and flow all the time. Um, yeah. I mean, even when like before Tanahashi and Okada came in, they were on like kind of the outs and then they came along and saved the company. And now it's kind of going back down, but it's new Japan. I'm not worried yeah. about it. Isn't it? Nido, Nido's typically, he's never been right. Or like yeah, maybe not. Has he? Okay. I just think- who's never really gotten a proper run with it because that, that's what New Japan, which is surprising that Okada's gone because it's like Okada's their boy. Like, oh, if this isn't working, just give the belt to Okada and we'll figure out a, another match. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, that's why I'm like really shocked that Okada's leaving because it's like, oh, you have nobody to really throw this back to. Right. Yeah. But anyways, no, Naito, Naito, I believe won it from Okada, but just never. He had a real, yeah. he had a real bad run with Very it. Short. Yeah. Okay. I no, I was just curious to see if this is just kind of more of a transitional thing, you know, and they're just waiting for the right, you know, the right time, which is interesting with Sonata too, because I thought Sonata was great. I thought he was doing a great job. Um, my God, he looked like a little Antonio Inoki, like walking around, <laughs> he literally looked like a clone. Uh, walking around in the suits and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. To be so. fair, now you you said that Sonata didn't get a fair shake, but he did get to wrestle Jungle Boy. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I gotta disagree with you here, Tom. I think Sonata had as good a run as you could hope. Excellent point, Jim. Excellent point. I apologize <laughs> to our listeners. <laughs> our our massive Jungle Boy following. <laughs> well, hey, well, I mean, he grew a beard. Uh, he's he's, <laughs> he's legit, guys. He's, he means business now, guys. All he right. Tore up a contract too. I mean, <laughs> oof. he tore he tore up a piece of paper with AEW written on the top. I mean, yeah. that's serious business. Yeah, he means business. <laughs> Which also, too, again with New Japan, it's like you did that, and it's like, <clears throat> all right, um, <laughs> yeah. next. What, 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 what are we doing with him, guys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Hmm. I think I'm sure sure that New Japan doesn't really have the best stories. Uh, they just have the best wrestling period. <laughs> yeah, exactly. pretty exactly. much. Well, shit. Speaking of wrestling, uh, <laughs> way, to, way to set us off. Look at that. So we'll, uh, yeah, kind of get into, like I said, a little bit different here for the matches of the week. Um, just because it's been a bit since we've chatted. Um, I figured, you know, we'll just, do a quick round robin, you know, hit one really, really good one. But, you know, there's definitely been a couple um, for sure uh, that have happened. Um, I, I'm trying to think, when was the last time we, was it, was it post or pre-Rumble? I think it, it was, was pre-Rumble. Tom, why don't you kick us off, man? Like, just, you know, kind of go through a couple of ones we, you know, you think, you know, folks should, should uh, who listen, should uh, take a listen or take a listen to, should watch. And then like one that, you know, was that stood out. Uh, uh, let's see here. I'm going to highlight a wrestler cause I think he's doing a fantastic work, um, is Gunther and WWE. I think perfect, perfect booking. I hope he never loses the title at this point. I think he's super fun to watch. Um, we're all worried about a stupid name change, which thank goodness, 
Um, yes, it was a stupid name change. I'm not, <laughs> I don't think we're backing down from that, but like it didn't affect him the way that we thought it was going to. Um, and man, I, I, it kills me to, uh, to, to say that, you know, like if Keith Lee was still there, I think Keith Lee would be the perfect dude to take him on, take it, take the title off of him at WrestleMania. Um, but at this point I'm fine if he keeps the belt for another like three, 300 days, I think he's, he's, he's been on a tear. Uh, love it. Um, I'm sure I'm going to steal this one from somebody, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, versus Zack Sabre Jr. Like, did you guys watch that? Oh yeah. That was, you haven't watched it. I haven't seen that one yet. No. Oh man, Mike, come on. Mr. Mr. Bret Hart technical wrestler guy over here. I know. I know. (laughs) It was was like one of the most brutal matches I've seen in a long time. Like they they like piss out of each other. (laughs) They beat each other up. That's what I've heard. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's very typical of a, you know, two guys. I mean, well, they were like, cause I know, um, Obviously, Zack Sabre Jr. has more of the, the, the English style, but so does Brian as well. Right? I mean, well, God, I mean, hanging around William Regal and they mm-hmm. they can scrap those guys. Yes. And it was very enjoyable. I'm not a very big like technical wrestler, but uh, technical. <laughs> I'm not a big technical wrestler. <laughs> uh, I'm no, not a high flyer, Tom. Luchador <laughs> <laughs> yeah. stylings of Tom. <laughs> So what, what is it? What was it? The, when CM Punk was doing the uh, the commentary back in the day for WWE, and he was like, he was like, "Look at that Lucha Libre style." And he's like, "It's an arm drag." Yeah, <laughs> it's an arm drag. Um, at one point, they're like in leg locks and just spitting at each other. Yep, it was it was great. And then you know, uh, I, I, I do do you want me do you want me to tell you who goes over, Mike? I could. I had to it assumed it was Zack Saber Junior. It, it, it just was. all makes okay. And, Perfect, perfect Danielson, like respect, you know, gives him, gives him the, the, his dues. I I think it was, it was great, great match. Um, and I'm going to probably butcher this guy's name, but it's, I've only seen the highlights. I gotta, I gotta try to find it, but Will Ospreay versus, uh, Michael, uh, what's it? Oku? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a phenomenal build. He had one of the coolest entrances I've ever seen. He came out to some video game. Mm-hmm. Will Osprey? Will Osprey? Yeah, oh, it's, it's basically probably- the dude who's going to basically take over Rev Pro. Um, there, oh, it, right, dude. If you haven't watched that, Mike, that match is insane. That's probably contender for match of the year for me. Oh, damn. Okay. Wow. Yeah, oh, and I've God. only seen the highlights, and it's it's phenomenal. It's really really good. Yeah, I know who you're talking about because I saw something. That there was something buzzing about that that I can't think of the other guy's name either. But yeah, damn. Okay, man, I got a couple. I got to catch up on. And that, that, that's about it. Actually. Uh, unfortunately, I, I hate to leave the women's division out, but AEW man has just been just uh, yeah. I mean, I'm glad Serena Deeb's back. Um, mm-hmm. Let's maybe I'll say that for Mike, but like, it, uh, I, did, I, I don't understand what like Saray is doing now. She's in a new faction with her brother. I will say to your, your, your statement there, Tom, about the, uh, women's divisions not really stepping up uh, since it has been a minute. Um, I will say that the Jordan Grace versus Trinity Fatu match at Hard to Kill was pretty good. Uh, oh yeah, the, I, I thought the women's Royal Rumble was pretty good. But if I had to pick, oh, excuse me, if I had to pick, <laughs> I said Royal Rumble and I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I you know. just threw up all. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Cody. Uh, <laughs> If I if uh, two matches that I think everybody should go back and watch is one that that Mike you already mentioned uh, briefly and that was the Brian Danielson versus Hechicero match on Dynamite I thought that was just or collision excuse me I, I just mind blowing just fucking mind blowing they were I mean Hechicero was pulling out moves I've I haven't seen I've yeah. been watching wrestling for forty years and he was pulling out things I'm like oh my god <laughs> you know there was it was uh, if you like that that wrestling as a chess match fuck me that was the the most amazing thing i've ever seen um and then on the opposite side of that coin uh the other match i would say everybody should go and watch is the uh john moxley versus dax harwood match from dynamite a couple weeks ago i loved that old school two guys duking it out telling a story the the expressiveness i think dax harwood is we've talked about this before one of the most underrated performers out there right now i thought he and mox put on a hell of a match and that kind of old school style a real tribute to the old school uh, approach uh just it was it was a beautiful thing to watch if you if you want to learn how to tell a story with your move set how to tell a story with the the progress of your match that's that's a master class i thought they did a wonderful job yeah, damn, Jim, you stole two of mine, basically. <laughs> Literally, like, <laughs> those are the two ones that I was going to, you know, other than, you know, just a quick recap of um, the Jordan Grace. That was the one where she, like, powered out of the, what was it? The the octopus the hold. Octopus hold. Oh, my God. I saw that, and I was, oh, my God. Like, that woman is so strong. Unreal. Was, I, 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 like, had to rewatch that, like, multiple times. I was like, that is insane. Yes. Yeah unreal they they have really really good chemistry another reason why i think i could see her going to w because now that naomi uh or, or no is it yeah now she's naomi, naomi again right okay yeah having a great run um with jordan grace um i think this was in this happened in between our time off um but the samoa joe hook match yep. um just it, it like we've all been it very confusing as to why um a lot of people were like okay he's just showing up um because of his record and whatnot but like if you go back and just watch like godzilla basically destroying japan it's like it 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 this is what i wish like the whole thing with like big bill remember that when he was going to like t-bone suplex this should have happened months ago um and i think it would have definitely helped but like it just he, but still, like Joe beat him. <laughs> I was like, I for sure thought I Kate was like, I think legs across, kind of sleeping. And when Joe did that Uranagi onto the the announce table, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I, yeah. I I'm like, I was. Oh! <laughs> and Kate was like, what? It, Kate immediately knows. Like she gets up and she's like, is he okay? And I'm like, I think so, but I'm pretty sure Joe just <laughs> spiked the back of his head off. Like. And, you know, whatever, but like, it was just a good bad guy beating up a little guy. And like, and mm-hmm. I, I thought they actually did a great job with hook, like, you know, calling him back and then still like, you know, still having fight name at the end. Like it's whatever. I know again, it's very confusing what they're doing with him right now, but it was just a good, it was a good, like I said, just a good bad guy beating up on a little guy. It's great. <laughs> I hope Taz like patted him on the back and was like, well, buckle up kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> 
<laughs> like this, uh, this ain't fun. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna hurt. Yeah, <laughs> on ballet. No, yeah. I think, yeah, I think if they would have told the story better, if they would have actually built a story around it, Mike, I think you're absolutely right. I think yeah, plant those seeds months ago, right? And then it could have just happened organically. But then it's like, yeah, hook, like oh, here comes pesky hook, and it's like, yeah. wait, what's going on, Swerve Hangman or like whatever Hangman is now, yeah. like Magnum TA. <laughs> evil, he's like evil Magnum TA. Yeah, he's insane. And I, 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 I love it. it, it that's a, that's yeah. the thing though. Like that drives me nuts. Is like you have really amazing talent, and it's all being like squashed by bad storytelling. And it's yeah. like, man, if they would just nail that piece, AEW would be unstoppable right now. But it's right. just like. Guys, what are you doing? You have way too much going on right now. Yeah, well, that's like another match I was going to just to me that just it it had no bear. Well, I mean, I guess it ended up having some sort of bearing because they're having the, the three way dance now. But like the swerve hangman match, the third yeah. one, that was great. Great. Oh, yeah. But it was like, OK, great wrestling match. But why we you know what the fuck? This story is stupid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. it was just terrible. But like, yeah, no, same. And then you could say the same, Jim, for the matches that I, you know, not just with, uh, you know, HSRO and, and Brian Danielson. That was like same with you, Jim. I was like, huh? Wait, wait. What? Yeah. no wait <laughs> how did he do that like he the way he like starts a move and like twists and turns it's like and it still has that flavor of like lucha libre is unreal it's yeah. he's amazing like he's definitely going to keep a closer eye on him for sure but that was a great one but what i was talking about was the dax and danielson one where it was like it just didn't like okay so I guess they're just going to beat the shit out of each other. Like, cause they showed up. <laughs> well, because they showed up like FTR showed up after, um, the, um, Oh God, I can't think of the two CMLL guys, but it was, it was not a good match. It was, yeah, it was a real rough one with those younger CMLL guys where I was just like, Oh God, like I and kudos. I mean, they had two of the best in there doing it, but I mean, it was just, that was a hard one to sit through. And then the FTR shows up. And then it's like, wait, what? So, okay. But it was just, but that was a great match though. It, Jim, if you take it out, it's just like, that was just a mm-hmm. damn. I mean, they were smacking the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Oof. The problem with them introducing CMLL is like, nobody knows who these guys are. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, even I didn't, I was just like, I mean, they, they were like, Oh, so the guys from CMLL. And I was like, Oh, all right. Like, what are they doing here? <laughs> well, and I don't know if you guys have heard this, but I, I will say one of the things that is disappointing about the partnership with CMLL is again, not only the no setup and the like, wait, who's this guy? Uh, but apparently if i don't know if you guys have noticed but there has been a surprising lack of lucha brothers on aew television the reason for that is cmll's deal with aew says that if a cmll wrestler appears on the card no other mexican wrestlers can be on the card and so yeah and so i guess there's been more than one occasion where penta and phoenix show up to a show and are told, oh, well, we're using the CMLL guys, so we can't use you. Oh, man. Which what is, I thought it was what are they doing? Up. That is fucked up. Yeah. Damn. Especially for these guys that, like, no, well, not no one knows about, like, 
there's a there's a lunch spot down here in uh, the city where I go get lunch. Uh, it's an Ogilvy or it's not an Ogilvy. It's past Ogilvy. It's the French market. They got a bunch of little shops and whatnot. And they got a little burrito shop in there. And one of the cooks is a massive wrestling fan. Nice. And I yeah. And I went because he was wearing I can't remember what shirt he was wearing. Oh, I think he was wearing a Jushin Thunder Liger shirt. And I was like, he was giving me his food. And I'm like, is that a Jushin Thunder Liger shirt? And he's like, fuck yeah, man. How do you know that? And like, <laughs> we've been like, we've been pals. But he is a massive Puchicero um, fan. And he was telling me, he's like, oh my God, you got to go watch this. You got to go watch this. And I mean, because he's uh, clearly Hispanic and grew up. And I'm like, is he big? And he's like, huge, dude. He mm-hmm. is like, he, and he was telling me, he's like, all those guys, he's like, I don't know if you noticed that like more, um, you know, Latino crowd pop for they know who they are yeah. and stuff. And he was telling me, he's like, dude, that you could hear the the more Latino presence. We're like, oh my God, it's you know, but Mothman or whatever. And we're like, <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? And like, yeah, because they Johnny like, Good Times. It's Johnny Good Times. <laughs> but no, that's it's just but he was telling me, he's like, you gotta go back and be oh, he's like, Oh man, you gotta go back and watch. You gotta go back and watch. And I was like, okay, you know, so got more homework to do but like that's just yeah it's the problem is just they want to they need to grow you know their latino market i think like wwe has done a great job with um whether you know whatever you want to yeah whatever you want to say that about but i mean but it is i mean it's a it's an important forget about mystico because mystico that went well yeah anyway I don't know. So it's just, but they're trying and it's just, but the hard part is, is just, well, isn't CMLL and, and AAA too, don't they fucking hate each other? And it's like, they I know have a, a very bad history, but it's like AAA is kind of like moved on. Like they're ah, like, okay. they're not really fighting with them anymore, but I, there is, I guess it's just that CMLL still has this like kind of chip on their shoulder of like, you know, no, we're the only Mexican wrestling promotion that matters. Damn it. And so, yeah. Yeah. Those, so those are my matches. Go back and check them out. Um, you know, and I did, I will say too, I know you guys again, don't like uh, Matt Taven, but I thought that that the, the match, <laughs> this is the weirdest thing you've ever fought for. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not necessarily Matt Taven. It was just, the, I thought the match was pretty good. And the fact that he, I mean, well, oh, he almost killed himself. I don't know. Did you see that? Yeah, he like, suicide dive through the table. Good lord, dude! I was like, man, any hired, he would have just kept on going. <laughs> he just would have sailed into the commentary. But I just, I thought he, like Jim, it, like you said, if he, if he, if if all he is is a good hand, I thought he was a good hand in that. I thought it was he beat up Orange Cassidy. He did his job. It, it just, I thought it, it was okay. It wasn't, wasn't great, but I not bad. And I just thought, okay, you know, Matt Taven, you know. All right. Hey, man, there's there's like, fans of Ron Reese out there, dude. So it's cool. <laughs> you don't know, you know, know why, why you why you like what you like, man. I'm a big mark for Van Hammer. I get it. You know? <laughs> yeah, man, uh, <laughs> I remember. Van. Do you, but, only, but only hippie Van Hammer. Rock and roll Van Hammer was shit. <laughs> hippie Van Hammer was amazing. <laughs> Jim, uh, you have a spotlight for us. 
as you guys know, I am a big fan of technical wrestling. Uh, I'm, I am a lover of technical wrestling. I appreciate all forms of professional wrestling, but technical wrestling has a special place in my heart. And so for this week's spotlight, I chose to spotlight a wrestler who I think is the future of technical wrestling. Oh. Uh, if, if, you know, everybody talks about their Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling, you know, you hear people talk about who are, you know, who's on their Mount Rushmore. I, you know, idolize guys like Bret Hart. I idolize guys like Dean Malenko, Ultimo Dragon, uh, Brian Danielson, even Claudio Castagnoli, uh, because of how precise they are and, and how brilliant they are. And, you know, talking about that Brian Danielson versus Hechisaro match, I, I just, I, the, the way that they were able to string moves together and chain wrestle, it's just, it's, it's a thing of absolute poetry to me. And uh, so the spotlight this week is uh, on a young man that, like I said, I think is the future of technical wrestling. Uh, and his real name is Julian. Uh, you will immediately realize why he changed his name, because his ring name is a fuck ton cooler than Julian. Uh, his full name is Julian Lee Moriarty, who you know better as Tiger Style Lee Moriarty. All right. Yeah, we've talked about Lee Moriarty on the show a few times and and talked about how he really is this unsung hero of AEW and how phenomenal he is. And, you know, researching this, looking into this, uh, watching a bunch of his old matches back, it just really reinforced for me how incredibly impressive this young man is. Um, to begin with, like I said, his nickname is Tiger Style, uh, and he gets that nickname because he is a huge fan of Tiger Mask from uh, Japanese wrestling days. And that's why you'll see him when he comes out, he's wearing a Tiger Mask, uh, and, and, but he's changed to Taiga instead of Tiger, uh, Taiga Style. And he describes Tiger Style as technical wrestling plus style. So having a little bit of swag uh, along with your technical wrestling. And I think you watch a you watch a Lee Moriarty match. That's exactly what you're going to get. Um, he was inspired largely by Joshi wrestling, which I think is really kind of fucking cool. Uh, that you know he's he's a men's wrestler who is largely inspired by women's wrestling in Japan. Also very inspired by uh, men's wrestling in Japan as well as British wrestling styles. And he specifically names along with Tiger Mask as one of his major influences, but Nigel McGuinness as a major. Uh, uh, kind of role model for him uh and again i think it makes sense i think you watch some of his stuff and it, it makes a lot of sense and it, it it shows up uh in his career uh lee moriarty has fought this this is this is a name this is a list that you my god anybody would be thrilled to have on the resume he's wrestled shibata he's wrestled danielson he's wrestled moxley alex shelley ach cm punk adam copeland kojima Jonathan Gresham, <laughs> Takeshita, and Orange Cassidy, as well as many, many others. Holy shit. Now, here's the thing. The reason I say Lee Moriarty is the future of technical wrestling, I, it blows my, absolutely blew me away when I learned this. This month marks the beginning of Lee Moriarty's eighth year of professional wrestling. He's only been doing this for seven years. Wow. He is Holy already Lord. at the stage where he can hang with Danielson. He can hang with Shibata. He can hang with with Damn. Jonathan Gresham. And he's only he's just starting his eighth year. I mean, my God, that's just 
I've never been that good at anything in that amount of time. (laughs) It is horrifying to think about how good this kid is going to be. In his time in AEW, he was a member of The Firm, along with Big Bill and The Gun Club and Ethan Page, uh, which was probably the saddest short-lived faction of all time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think all of us were really excited to see where that was going to go, and then it went right to the fucking crapper. So that was a real shame. Uh, Since then, he's picked up the pieces, and he is now a member of Shane Taylor Productions, Mm, uh, which is great. Yeah, which is currently just Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would love, we mentioned this a, a couple of weeks ago. I would love to see uh, Keith Lee join back up with Shane Taylor. Oh, that'd and be so if great. you had, talk about a trios team, right? <sighs> Lee Moriarty, Shane Taylor, and Keith Lee. There's your, there's your trio titles right there. Nobody's oh, going to touch 100%. them. 100%. Be amazing. Um, he has wrestled in his very short career. He has wrestled for GCW, for MLW, for Impact, as well as for Ring of Honor and oh, wow. AEW. Uh, another fun fact I learned about Moriarty while researching him is that he's actually straight edge. Uh, I did not realize that, but he is oh. a, yeah, he is straight edge as well as CM, along with CM Punk and several other wrestlers. So, in other words, for those of you who don't know, he does not consume alcohol. He does not do any drugs. Uh, he he just basically likes to live a clean lifestyle. Uh, one of the other things I thought that was really interesting about the guy uh, when when kind of researching his background is that he's a graphic designer by training. Uh, he was trained to be a graphic designer hmm. uh, and dreams of one day being an animator. Uh, I, I read one interview that he did where he said what? he's teaching. Himself, yeah, he's teaching himself video editing. Uh, because he wants to really kind of understand the, the, the craft as a whole. And he, he I guess, that's, again, that's one of the things he said in this interview that I read, that uh, he spends most of his free time just kind of animating or drawing uh, and, and teaching himself video editing and skills like that. So, wow. Um, wow. yeah, uh, Lee Moriarty is, as I said, I think the future of technical wrestling in the United States. I think, I, bold prediction here, I think within five years, Lee Moriarty is going to be one of the biggest names uh, uh, in, in pro wrestling, um, because he's gonna, he's so good already and he has, he's not even close to his peak. Um, so I just, I can't heap enough praise on Lee Moriarty. Uh, but again, eight years, man, that's it. He's got a very short biography, but think about the, think about the great matches he's already had in those seven years, right? Starting his eighth year, uh, his match against Adam Copeland in the Cope Challenge was phenomenal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and you, you could tell he really gave uh, Copeland a run for his money in that match. It was really hanging with him. Uh, his match with Brian Danielson on Dynamite, I think it was like a year ago now. You could tell Danielson, he won Danielson's respect uh, because, again, like like we were saying with the match with uh, with Hechicero, putting stringing together moves and putting together submissions that you just wouldn't think uh, would go together. So uh, I think it's time that the world stands up and recognize Lee Moriarty, Julian Lee Moriarty as uh, one of the greats in the business today and tomorrow. Hell of a choice, Jim. No. Yeah. He, um, he, I remember when he, I'm like, who is this guy when he first showed up and um, you know, I don't, I was going to say, I'm trying to, I thought, who was he wasn't he with because i always get i think i'm getting him confused with that that lee johnson guy 
Oh yeah. Um, big shoddy. Yeah. This is the guy um, who makes a weird noise. Yeah, that's big shoddy. Okay. <laughs> he makes a weird noise. Yeah, he's always like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, that's 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 a private party. Oh, the one who that guy drives oh. nuts. Yeah. Oh come on. Oh, oh I love oh, private hey. party. Oh yeah. man, private party rules. Anyway, um, no, it um I can't remember who where no, as I'm trying to I thought Lee Moriarty, didn't he come in with Cody Rhodes, or was that is that who I'm getting no, confused? That's, that's Captain Sean Dean. Okay. God damn, I'm trying to Yeah. Man, I just I I can't remember how I first started hearing about him, but I remember it was Danielson who was like, This guy's I think he was like, This guy's really good. Yeah. Um, and then when Punk has I know he was a big uh, Punk was a really big fan of his. Um, yeah. and he punk was really putting him over when he was there and stuff. And, um, I, I think his, that match he had with Moxley was pretty damn good as well, too. Um, was. very, very good and just unbelievably technically sound. It's, I think with me, the only thing is it like his, just his presentation. Um, I can't quite like, cause he does, he does, he comes out in the tiger mask, but then he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt or like an anime shirt, <laughs> but he's like really into anime and like his character's kind of anime, but he's just technical. And I'm like, what are you? You know what? I know that sounds kind of dumb and stuff, but like his character just has, a, he's an amazing wrestler. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it, it seems like he's still trying to figure out how to like present himself and like put himself together. If that makes sense. I don't know if yeah. that, cause it's just, like I said, his entrance, like it's like four different things. And I'm like, man, you haven't even gotten in the ring yet. Like what, what's going on here? So I don't know, but he is really, really great. I don't know, Tom, did you, have you seen or can speak? I, no, to I, 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 I don't pay, I don't give him enough attention as I should. Um, I like kind of like, you know, Jim alluded to, or like while he was talking was kind of like, he gets kind of lost in the weeds. And so it's very easy to kind of like look him over, but like the stuff he's been doing with Shane Taylor, has just been phenomenal. I think, I think that was a great pairing, a very smart pairing. I, I agree, Jim. I think getting, um, uh, Keith Lee in there, I'll even raise you another one. I think it would be really cool, but I, it doesn't sound like he's willing to do a, a faction, but put swerve as the champ in that faction. Dude, that that would be unreal. You get the two, you know, you get Keith Lee and uh, Shane Taylor's the tag champs, and then you know, whatever. Uh, what is it? The uh, Atlantic title, the interna- international, international on them. Uh, Lee Moriarty, and then heavyweight on on Swerve. That'd be a sick faction. Um, yeah, that would be. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I did. Has he? Didn't he do? He's had matches with Garcia, but like in PWG, hasn't he? they're like amazing they're like he he had some matches in roh with garcia when garcia was the pure champion oh okay yeah that's right he did yeah he's he's really good um i like but i i'm guilty i don't give him enough like credit and love as as i should um Mm -hmm. yeah him and mox too didn't didn't mox kind of mox kind of like broke character a little bit and like like patted his chest and was like mm-hmm. gave, gave him a rub on live television like yeah it's right before it's Shane Taylor jumped him yeah <laughs> it was it, yeah it was well you know it's funny you mentioned swerve because in my mind at least I see uh Lee Moriarty as being on the same trajectory as swerve oh right yeah. remember swerve has been good for a long time but you mentioned that presentation part it wasn't until Swerve got paired up with Nana and and started really kind of 
coming into this current iteration of his character that he really got over. That's mm-hmm. how I see Moriarty. I think Moriarty's going to continue to improve on his skill set, yeah. and he's going to continue to work with the coaches in AEW on that presentation part. And I agree. I think once he locks that in, because he does, the kid's got the kid's got style. The kid's got character. He's, oh, he's absolutely. got charisma. He's he is you know and. I realize I'm the resident old man. So me talking about what's, you know, the kids these days comes across poorly, but you know, in my day job, I meet so many people, so many kids just like Lee Moriarty, right? They're, they're into the athleticism and the dorkiness of anime. And it's that kind of, you know, for my generation, that's a real oxymoron, right? You can't be a nerd and a jock, but he is. And, and, and I, I think that, for the next generation, I think Lee Moriarty fits in perfectly with what the audience is going to want and connect to. Uh, and it's just a matter of, like you said, Tom, getting that little presentation done. That's a that's a really good um, that's a really strong comparison. Yeah, too. And that's what I will know. It is. I think that's a. It, I'm like, wow, really thinking about that. Like, yeah, because that like just like Swerve. I mean, Swerve was huge in the what in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. And whatnot, and he didn't even really start getting over. I mean, granted, he was what kill shot and uh, Lucha, Lucha Underground, but mm-hmm. that like, I mean, a lot of people. You've, I keep forgetting that like they'll throw, they'll make mention of it on like AEW, and I'm like, oh right, I forgot he was that guy for like a couple of years uh, and whatnot. But like Jim, I think it wasn't until he got to the NXT when he was doing the the what was the group that uh, uh, something row um, hit row hit row. Hit row and stuff. And then it was like, oh, wait, Swerve's really, really good. And then that's obviously now like with Nana and it's it's only gotten better um, and whatnot. So, no, I don't know. I just I think. Yeah. What? Nothing. Just I just keep laughing at it. It's like, so let's fire him and keep the other guys in hit row. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, you guys. Real visionaries. Whoops. Oh Lord! Sure, I like no, I just, that, but you're fired. <laughs> you're really great. No, yeah, no. I just, I think, like Jim said, and I think it's just if Lee Moriarty can get, like, that's the problem. Um, it, it, sorry, what I meant to say was Tom when you said, like, you know, you haven't really seen him. Is he doesn't get a lot? Like, I don't even think other than I don't. I wouldn't even say the Mox and or Danielson was a main event. It was like real no. mid card. Or it's like a run-in kind of thing. You have to watch the Ring of Honor or like the PWGs and stuff. And it's just that's what the only kind of shitty part about trying to find some of his stuff is that it's just in AEW, he's still learning, obviously. So it's, you know, very mid-card. And you got to go to the indies to find his stuff. That's that's kind of what I did. Cause I saw those the matches he did in PWG and they're unfucking real. They're so good. What I I loved his partnership with Big Bill. Um, oh, that's great. when I first started really taking notice of him when it, when big bill and Lee Moriarty were teaming together, I was mm-hmm. like, this, this is, and I love the way he played off of it too, you know, cause you had the big bill stoic big guy and Lee Moriarty was really allowed to kind of be more of that energetic hype man. Um, uh, and again, the, the, it was a brief run, but the time in the firm, I thought he showed a lot of good character there. I showed he, oh, yeah. I think he showed a lot of good, you know, presence, uh, and, and all of that. So I, it's there. I think all the pieces are there. It's just a matter of bringing it out. Uh, and the kids, he's fucking special, man. He's just, he's, I, I really, I, I feel really strongly that he is going to be a breakout star in a matter of years. 
Oh, 100%. I really wish Cedric Alexander could get the fuck out of WWE because I think he (laughs) could go over there to AEW and have like amazing tag runs with like Lee Moriarty and Mm -hmm. Irv and all those guys. I think I wish that guy would just get the hell out of WWE, but like, what is he doing now? I totally forgot. He signed a parent, a contract where he sold his soul. Apparent. I have no idea how he is missed. How how he's like escaped all those cuts. Cause I I figured he would have been cut years ago for two Oh five. His contract is low enough, I guess. Like they must not be paying him very much. So it's like, yeah, whatever. It's a rounding oh, yeah, error. Cedric Alexander. Yeah, he's on the roster. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, cut, they cut Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. yeah. And now now he's teaming up with a what Adonis or whatever that guy's name is. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like ugh. The NW <laughs> oh the NWA. What? No. What? Yeah, he's isn't it Adonis in NWA? Chris Adonis is in or, NWA. Chris, yeah, not not the masterpiece. So <laughs> who are you talking about? The uh, he was in hit row. Mm-hmm. Oh 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 um oh AJ Francis. No, the other one. A- AJ Francis was top dollar. Yeah. Who's the other one, dude? He fam- not beef the, the other rope. other one. There were three fucking people in hit row. <laughs> Fat guy who couldn't do a top rope suicide. B Fab and the dude who's now teaming with Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. All right, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> Right. Yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty forgettable. He was okay, clearly. <laughs> I mean, I, I just like how you're the masterpiece. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, I could see it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like Chris. Beef up. Oh, it's beef up. That's weird. <laughs> it's going to it be great. How you went through every possible answer, but the right one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It's process like, of elimination. Swerve, right? It's swerve. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, so yeah, so Lee Moriarty, keep you, you write it down, kids. Write it down. Tiger style. Tiger style. Tiger style.